Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by Beck Hughes. Beck is a brand strategist and creative business coach. She draws on over 20 years' experience in the creative industry to give brand-led designers and creatives tools and insights to make confident decisions for their brand and their business. As a voice of authority in her industry, she shares her unique take on making digital marketing work from a place of authenticity. I hope you enjoy the chat as much as we did, and it gives you new perspectives as you embrace your digital marketing confidence. Hi, Beck. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Marianne. It's so good to be here. How are you, lovely? I'm really, really good. Beck and I had the pleasure of spending last week together on a retreat, which is really amazing because we do live in different states now. We didn't know each other when we lived in the same state. So that was really fantastic. And I'm so excited to have you on here today talking about digital confidence. Which is going to be really interesting Marianne, because I've got to decide (laughs) in the next 30 minutes if I've got any digital confidence or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll just let it all hang out and see what happens. Let's do that. See if we can find it. Um, Digitally. (laughs) Well, to start with, do you want to tell us all about your business? Yes. So I'm Beck Hughes. I Well, I'm actually Becky Hughes. And this is interesting in itself because I... I've been in business for seven years and that that has changed and evolved over time. And for a long time, I had various different brands. I do not care to share how many times I've branded myself and that's a different story, (laughs) but I'll say what I do in a sec. So that will make sense. But when I came to finally go, right, I think I need to be myself in my brand. Yes. I went to look for Becky Hughes because that's who I was. And one of the prompters for that is because people always said, oh, you should look up Becky Hughes. You should work with Becky. So I was like, well, why don't I just be that? Why aren't I, you know, under my personal banner? But when I went to look for Becky Hughes, no surprises, that was not available as a domain name. Because <laughs> it's the most common name. I don't know how many billions of Becky Hughes there are out there. So I became Beck Hughes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I, it, it was, was available <laughs> by. <laughs> yeah, I basically just had to adopt a new identity. I love it. I can't relate because I have the most complicated and rare combination of names. So I'm not done a name rest. envy. Yeah. Because no one. <laughs> Not many other poor hyphenated, you know, um, souls out there with a with a last name that's often misspelt and all those things. So, yeah. well, there is that. Mm. That's the other side of the coin. But I do have name envy of people who've got really interesting, unique combinations yes. of names. <laughs> I have a client, and her name is Kimmy Catty, like K M M I K A T T E, and she oh wasn't gosh. under her personal brand. And I was like, let's get under your personal. Like this name is amazing in itself. You know, it's yeah. better than anything you could craft as a brand name. You've been blessed. <laughs> Perfect name. 100%. <laughs> it's like a poem. Oh, yeah. uh, 
But the reason I, I suppose the re- one of the reasons that I have branded so many times is because I am a brand yeah. creator and consultant. So that's what I do. So my background is agency. And I think we've probably got a yes. fair bit in common in that, mm-hmm. Marianne. So I've worked in agency as a designer and as a brand strategist. And then really the prompter for me to go into my own business seven years ago was having my family. Yeah. Because, you know, agency life is, doesn't necessarily lend itself no. to family life. Um, so that's what I did. So for a long time, for many years in that business, my main focus was working one-on-one with clients. Yeah. So I love working with service-based businesses, particularly professional services on their brand. So brand strategy and then bringing that to life creatively. Beautiful. And then more recently, I started to think about well how do I want to evolve like do I want to stay doing that for you know as I get gray and crusty do I see myself still still doing that and I was really drawn to other creatives and I think even by default when you work in an agency and then having a community of other creatives because you do connect other Mm. designers there wasn't that sort of mentoring and that coaching that just happened naturally yeah. So in the last sort of six months, I've changed my focus a bit. And part of my business now is to work with other creatives amazing. in developing their own business, which is amazing. Oh, which is I so wonderful. It. And it's when you think of the value and the impact that you can have in the, you know, the space of your career and with the limited time we have left as we are aging so rapidly. <laughs> bits start to fall off. <laughs> Like what a better way than to have an impact on, you know, the up and coming and obviously for every sort of creative that you work with to build a better business, to be more confident in their pricing, to own their strategy, to own their worth, you're impacting, you know, an individual that will go on to to great things, which is almost, I would imagine, more rewarding than just impacting a single brand in their brand journey. Look, it is so rewarding. And I think business can be a bit of a whirlwind. You know, you go through, you're really focusing on what you do and all the things and all the boxes that you need to tick. And you never really reflect on what did I learn through that journey? What were my mistakes? What were my pivot points? What were the big turning points for me? And I think when you then stop and take some time to reflect on that, you think there are uh, you know, you can see with a yes. slightly different lens what some of those learnings were. And I yeah. just think, well, you've got the opportunity to share those things. And for me, one of the biggest things that I see in that group of designers and creatives is that they don't necessarily feel confident in their value. Yeah. So they have these situations where you know, they're not doing their best work because they're letting their client dictate to them yeah. or they're not setting boundaries because the, they're not confident enough to manage the client in the way they need to. Yeah. So there's lots of, I think, potentially slightly downtrodden designers who are yeah. so talented yeah. and so clever, but they're at the whim of their client and the industry a little bit. Yeah. And I just want to see more clients empowered. To go, yeah. actually, it's my work, it's my time, it's my value, yeah. and this is how I want to express it in the world. I love that. I love that. And, I mean, obviously we see it through, 
our sort of business as well. And often, you know, you go down that freelance path to be free, to be flexible. You know, we think I'm not going to work for someone. I'm going to work for myself. And what ends up happening is you actually work for every single client. You know, you end up with 20 bosses where you had one before and, you know, you know, freer and, you know, you know, further along with all those things you thought going into business were going to get you. Yeah. I mean, that's the total irony is <laughs> there is very, you, you're absolutely right. You go from potentially if you worked in an agency having a boss mm. to then having multiple bosses in your multiple clients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I guess losing your opportunity for that true creative expression as well. So I think, yeah, I think the, the avenue that you're going down is so valuable and there's so many people that will be so fortunate to work with you in that space as well. Oh, thanks, lovely. Look, I feel very inspired by it. Yeah. I feel really like I'm in my groove for sure. Yeah. So speaking of inspired, how did you feel about digital marketing? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Do inspired and digital marketing fit in the same (laughs) sentence together? I thought it was the perfect segue. (laughs) It was smooth. It was smoothly done. You know what? It's so almost my digital journey is runs in parallel with my business journey and progression. And because I knew we were having this conversation, I reflected on it a little bit. And I think one of the things for me is that I really didn't have put much emphasis on digital marketing in the start of my business. You know, I, it's kind of strange in a way, but in the early days when I first started, which was seven years ago, and a lot has changed in seven years, yeah, right? Sure. But I think I ticked a few boxes. So I was like, well, yes, I should have a website. I think I had a Facebook page. Uh-huh. And it was Good probably job. somewhat undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I may even have written the occasional blog. And that was really the extent of it. Yeah. So for, and I don't necessarily wear this as a badge of honor, but I do talk a lot about (laughs) how probably for like the first four or five years of my business, I probably didn't really put any emphasis on digital marketing, which is like, I can see the color draining from your face, Mary. (laughs) Gasp. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And I don't think there was any real reason for that. I I put my focus in other areas, which yeah. was around network and referrals and collaboration and those kinds of things. Yeah. And didn't probably even have an in, I, I'm in fact I'm certain I didn't have an Instagram account. You know what's funny about that? Just you you saying that I I'm reflecting on my total resistance to Instagram. So I remember it must have been oh maybe 2014 or 2015 and you know we were solidly a Facebook you know business helping people with Facebook doing Facebook ads all that and then I remember my niece must have been about 14 or 15 at the time showing me Instagram and I was like no no not interested, not necessary, you know, not for us. Got like, go away. I, I, you know, I think that was the first time there was a new channel. I was yeah, like, yeah, no, we're fine. Like Facebook is everything. I don't need it. And 
I think even as a company, I don't think we started Instagram until maybe 2016 <laughs> because I was so like, no, no, we don't need that. What, like that's going nowhere. So don't worry. The digital resistance is, you know, even is someone in my position has been through it. <laughs> Look, it, it is I think for a, a while I really did have some stories around it and I told myself, oh, you don't need it. You don't need it because, you know, you've got the referrals and you've got all these other yeah. things. And I think the progression for me has been to recognize that it's just part of of yeah. a toolkit. It's part of the things you yeah. can do. Yeah. And it's a wasted opportunity not to use it in one way or another. Yeah. So as much as I don't necessarily, sometimes I think, do I regret not really throw myself into it sooner do I have regrets about that mm-hmm. and I don't think I do yeah I just think I did the things at the right time that suited me and actually that is my attitude towards digital as a whole yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's why authentic, I, isn't it like that's authentic if you had tried to do it because you had to or because someone told you you should like you would never have shown up authentically you wouldn't have committed to it. You would have not put time and effort in. You know, you would have just put up the things that you probably had to put up and people wouldn't have got any closer to knowing you, any closer to understanding the value you add. So, you know, I think that authenticity has to has to be a part of it as well. Yeah. Look, that's a, that whole thing around authenticity and digital for me mm-hmm. It's such a big topic for me at the moment and it's something I think about a lot Yeah, because for me, being in brand, Mm. authenticity, the A word, no one likes to say it, but there's not a better word that anyone's invented yet, so we're stuck with it. (laughs) But authenticity is obviously very important, particularly for the kinds of business owners that I work with who are service-based, it's all about them. So encouraging them to show themselves whether it be as a support to a business brand or as a personal brand is really essential in the work that I have done in the past. And then what I hear all the time is this thread, this vernacular around, oh, well, you've got to embrace digital. You need to do the reels and do the lives and show up because that's you being your authentic self. But for me at the moment, I really wrestle with that because I think there's a bit of a paradox yeah in the idea that you need to use those tools to be authentic but I think for me sorry I don't want to offend anyone here (laughs) but the ways that they are commonly used at the Mm. moment are so inauthentic that's such a great point yeah miming who mimes? Miming is not an authentic thing. <laughs> the only person that can mime with any level of authority is Charlie Chaplin. He did it well and no one else should be doing it. And we can't have that moustache anymore, so that's out. Um, but well, No, I agree. Yeah, like it's such a valid point and to be honest, I haven't reflected on it in that way before. But, yeah, we're saying show up authentic- authentically but if it feels completely inauthentic for you to dance on a reel, for God's sake, don't dance on a reel. And I was in actually my confidence uh, group the other day and, you know, all the ladies were basically like, and I'm not dancing on reels. And I'm like, nobody, you don't have to. You know, you, you can do a reel that's just 
a, a, a video background with a with an inspiring quote. You know, do the thing that is going to feel the, the most real for you. And and you're right. If stories, face to camera stories, make you break out in a cold sweat, you shouldn't be forcing yourself to do it because that's not authentic. And 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 again, you it's like makeup in photo shoots, right? Like you want when somebody meets you in real life or on Zoom for it to feel a little bit like you're the same person, not this kind of different, ver- you know, different version of yourself. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point yeah. about the, the trends. You need to find the way that those trends work for you. It's almost for me that there's a bit of a life cycle in digital and everything starts with, you know, I think for reels, for example, I am not talking with any authority on this either, by the way. But, you know, it kind of starts with TikTok and all yeah. the young kids are doing it yeah. and they're just, they are genuine. They are doing it yeah. for fun. There is no underpinning reason for them doing it yeah. other than self-expression. They're having fun oh, with yeah. it. Yeah. But then suddenly the business world gets hold of it and they're like, oh, hold on. The, yeah. This trend is working, you know, yeah. the, these this is happening for a certain group of people. So let's now apply it to this world. But they apply it, they, I I don't know who they are, but it then gets, yeah, the man, (laughs) it then gets applied in exactly the same way. So suddenly all of the, you know, the cool kids were dancing. Yeah, what was fun free expression becomes peddling your wares. And it doesn't translate. So then you go, well, so there's this type, this, period of friction where Mm. you know you've got the business world doing what just happened organically and it doesn't feel good yeah and then they need there at some point becomes maybe a reframing of that that does suit the business world and I think that's what we're going through at the moment a bit yeah Instagram and yeah yeah. and look confidentially between you and I I also (laughs) wonder when when the platform wants something to go well, the platform prioritizes it. So Instagram is prioritizing reels because it wants to compete with TikTok. So we create reels and Instagram prioritizes reels, but do people actually want to consume them, you know, on that channel? And, and you know, that's an interesting because there's a real chicken and egg that's happening there you know are we seeing more reels because we want to see more reels or are we seeing more reels because instagram's giving it to us and then as a as a creator we see reach so we go oh i'll make more so i feel like you know it will shake out to your point about it moving in cycles i think it will shake out in the next six months but what what do we actually want from that channel and was it ever this because i know i i personally find it quite hard to consume video content with sound on. There's not a lot of time in my day where I can do that. So if I do it at home, my children materialise from the darkest corners when they hear a video playing to see what it is. I don't know why. They're like <laughs> magnets, like flies. Like they just come yeah. out, come out. They don't hear when you ask them to do things, but if you turn a video on, they materialise. And then, you know, within, within we've got an open plan office, so obviously I'm not in my work day watching a lot of video content. So I actually find it really hard to consume that content. Uh, you know, there's limited pockets of my day. So it, it, it's interesting to find out you know what's the truth you know do we want yeah. this content on instagram yeah. and and obviously there was a big you know uproar about that a, a few weeks ago as well but 
it, it, it's really interesting and we get pushed towards what the platform wants us to achieve and do as well. Yeah. But I think what's also interesting in that and what I see at the moment is I feel the quality of the content is so much lower. Even in the last few months, Mm. the quality of the content that is shared, particularly on Instagram, if we're focusing there, has just become so vacuous and so Mm. repetitive Mm. because everybody's just pumping out this, you know, trending content. You know, there are people making reels about making reels. Like, come on. I know. That one always gets me in the feed. It's like, this is the reel you need to do next. And I was like, oh, okay, but you made a reel. But how did you, okay, sure. Like, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah. how did we get here? How did we get here? Um, The one that kills me is that one that's like the voiceover says, Instagram said I need to make a reel. So this is me making a reel. It's like, oh, (laughs) did we really go down? And apologies to anyone that's used it because I know the viral reach is so enticing, you know, but I think are, is, are we getting the inquiry? Are we getting the real connection? Are we building our story? Are we converting? And and yeah. the people that seem to have the big converting stories are the people that are teaching you to do reels, you know. I made $10 million out of reels. Like, yes, because you made a course on how to make reels and you found lots of people who wanted help with that. Exactly, because there's this total FOMO idea that I should be able to do it. But it's the irony of be, you know, it comes back to what we said at the beginning of this chat was Mm -hmm. the irony of be authentic and be yourself, but use this trending audio, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone else not think that doesn't make any sense? Yeah. (laughs) The paradox. (laughs) No, really, really, like, I think it's so great to have a conversation with someone like yourself that has a different point of view that is really honest and I think also comes from having sat in social for a while, you know, and seeing fads come, fads go, and, and I guess grappling yourself with what you know you want to achieve from your social media and and how does that you know how does that work when the trends are changing and and it doesn't feel right for you yeah and it so easily becomes all consuming you know if you think about digital there is so much more to that you know you've got your website and you've yeah. got your email marketing and yeah. you've got all of the other background tools like seo yeah but they all get this tiny little slice of the pie yeah where everybody is scrabbling to make content for social yeah yeah you're right. People are putting 95% of time into their Instagram feed. And what are yeah. what are all the other areas? I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so I guess your biggest challenge with digital marketing, is it really then around that? You know what? My biggest challenge is probably is definitely linked to that. So mm-hmm. there is that challenge of how do I make it work for me and make it feel authentic and then equally challenge myself that it's not just my mindset going, I'm not going to do this because <laughs> I won't be told or I won't, I don't want to show my face. So I'm not going to do this. So, so making sure that I am keeping a balance too. <laughs> so there is that authenticity piece. And then I think the thing for me as well is it's not the tech actually, because mm. I, you know, in my line of work, I'm not yeah. too bad with the tech. Yeah. 
I think part of it is keeping up with trend. Yeah. It just feels like it's moving so fast all the yeah. time um, that keeping pace with that yeah. is challenging. Mm. Um, and then just making sure that you are using all the opportunities. But, you know, you feel like you just get to grips with one thing and then the next thing comes up. <laughs> Like I had it all down pat <laughs> and then you threw it all away. I know. I know. I was just getting used to Facebook groups and then they. St- <laughs> <laughs> just getting used to cat memes on Facebook going viral. And then all of a sudden you had to add a whole new channel. I think that was me in, you know, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your biggest learning, I guess, you know, running a business as long as you have and, and, and being exposed to all of the digital stratosphere? Look, I think the biggest learning is that there are lots of facets to it. Mm. And we touched on it a second ago that, you know, it is very easy to get sucked into the social side of it. Yeah. But there is so much more to it. So I think for me, it's about keeping a bit of a balance about all the other things and not necessarily responding to trend or peer pressure as it were like indirect peer pressure yeah (laughs) yeah and maybe not peers but just people out there but yeah yeah (laughs) so I think it's definitely but also my learning was that I resisted it for a while yeah and there is value in it yeah so to to use it and to embrace it is definitely a learning for me but also I think to recognize that digital like everything is it's a tool not a task yeah so it's it's not just something to be ticked off so I did a post today or I did that today or I wrote a blog and I posted it because that's just list ticking there's nothing wrong with list ticking no some people really love to tick off (laughs) some people um I've cut your so there is <laughs> so there is that kind of it not just being a task but thinking yeah. about what is it a tool to get me to yeah so for if it is about community and a bit of me at the moment is around community and yeah. how do I reach more people and how do I share what I know and what I want to share with more people so digital is a tool to do that but it's not yeah. the thing I've yeah. got to be clear on why I want to reach that community, who they are, what I want to say to them. Yeah. Not that I'm just going through the motions of posting on social, doing yeah. the task. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And and I think you're right. I think, you know, what I talk about a lot is people get that sense when they haven't I haven't posted for a really long time so I'll just chuck something up I just chuck something up to do it to get it done and you know to tick to feel like I'm meeting that task objective but really if you're not doing that within a broader context of to who and for what reason and you know what am I adding or or, or what am I contributing to it, it, you're just as you know uh just as smart to have a break you know to have three yeah. weeks off or four and and come back to it when you've got a purpose because I guess the thing that nobody needs is more just for the sake of a content yeah absolutely and that's one of the other challenges as well though that I find across the board because digital is one of those things that is it's continuous it's a everybody's constantly producing whether that's sending an email 
or, you know, posting new content on your website or doing something on social that I recognize and see the benefit of consistency, but it is also a challenge to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another paradox. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Lemon paradoxes in digital. (laughs) I know. Maybe I should publish a book of digital paradoxes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A great read, a fascinating read. (laughs) And so I guess now, you know, living through what you've lived through, knowing that, you know, there's always going to be change. How do you feel about digital marketing now versus when you, you know, when you got started? I think now I feel less intimidated by it because I don't, because I have seen my my business doesn't fall over. It doesn't die when I don't post for sometimes like I, three months. I'm like, I'm just not, I just don't know what to, I know. Yes. I'm surprised someone doesn't come and arrest me for Correct. that. I'm surprised that the phone is not ringing with customers wondering where you are and what's happened to you. Yeah. So I think I feel now that more positive about it, less intimidated by it. And I think there are still things where I go, I should be doing more of that and I should embrace that more. But I don't necessarily feel the pressure of that as much as I might have done. Yeah. So, but equally, I think there's so much value in it if it's used in the right way, if if it's used authentically, you know, yeah. and, and we're still all working out what that means, I think. But I I definitely think that there is a process that everybody will go through to find their way of using it and I'm not there yet but I feel like I'm on my way yeah and I think you know reflecting on what you've said today part of it is doing it your way you know I think finding your feet with doing it the way that makes sense to you and not following what people are telling you you have to do and and by that being more authentic and then maybe being a bit more inspired you know to to keep up yeah look I think like with anything in life there isn't one way there is never one way of doing things there's not one way of doing a reel there's not one way of doing business there's not one way of doing a course or a program Yeah. yeah you know it's really just about finding your way and I think the biggest part, I think what digital lends itself to Mm. is trial and error in a way that maybe some of the more permanent parts of marketing where you, you know, when print was the really big print anything now, when was the last time you print? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's a commitment in print, whereas with digital, it's a bit like fish and chip paper, you know, today's, yesterday's news is today's fish and chip paper. And digital is a bit like that. You can keep moving and changing and testing and trying and I do like that that you're never stuck with it yeah yeah which is true and I think that's perfect for that whole perfectionism space as well you know to to focus on progress and not feel like yeah I mean you can take something down later if you don't like it you didn't print 10,000 copies (laughs) (laughs) it's now you you can't go back and pull it out of everybody's letterbox letterbox of the newspaper redacted yeah Uh, (laughs) and what's your I guess to wrap up you know what's your one piece of advice for business owners that want to increase their digital confidence look I would say that 
just try it, give it a go. And and that's, I suppose, what I'm still working on in my business life is just having that sense that it doesn't matter. You can try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But also don't spend hours upon hours fiddling with it, trying to work it out. You know, I, I definitely see a lot of business owners who don't look for outside help in digital. Yeah. So they try and work out the, the Facebook ads on their own or they spend hours trying to work out how to connect a lead magnet to their email marketing. And look, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to know the process. But equally, I think that it's no, lo- you know, a few years ago, you could have a go at doing your own Facebook ads and you might get some results from it. Yeah. But I think now most of digital has become a bit more sophisticated. So it doesn't hurt to yeah. go and look outside and hear from the professionals yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. And knowing when to do, you know, when to look for that help and, and you know, I think getting really confident in your message and then looking for support to deliver it. You know, I think that that's yeah. a, a great, a great time. Yeah, knowing when to put the put the flag up and say, this is just not worth my time to tinker with this again and again and again. Yeah. And I think that's that's a, the perfect point, really, is that there's the message and then there's the mechanics. And I think we put so much emphasis on the mechanics of it. Yeah. And working out how does it work? What are the steps? But actually, if we put more focus on the quality of the message yeah. Yeah. and the, the quality of the output and didn't, you know, perhaps came back to basics a bit on the mechanics, yeah, then it might re- readdress the balance because yeah. I think there is a huge amount of emphasis on, oh, there were so many applications to do things and, you know, having 50 different zaps to make it all work yes. together and, yeah. you know, having a 20 email sequence. And it's all about the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Well, thank you so much, Becky. I think um, you've given a real fresh perspective to things. And I think being out, it's almost like the rebel's guide to digital marketing as well, (laughs) you know, but I think we do get sucked into doing things that don't feel right because we will look at other people and we go, well, that's the roadmap for success. But I think, you know, the roadmap for success is really the roadmap that you create and test and trial and learn and grow from. But if you're not being you, you know, there's at some point there's going to be that disconnect between who you're trying to be and who you really are. Yeah, 100%. And I think we all see it. When someone's in that digital space and they're doing something that isn't a good fit for them or they don't feel good about yeah it's sort of they exude that awkwardness yeah and that's not good for their brand yeah yeah Yeah. exactly exactly fantastic (laughs) thank you so much for your time um it's been such a pleasure chatting to you and yeah I hope to have you on again soon oh thanks Marianne it was really I feel like this was a bit of a therapy session about (laughs) digital for me it was good (laughs) Look, the chair behind me is always there. <laughs> the couch is always waiting. <laughs> Mary Ann, the digital psychologist, coming oh. to your lounge room soon. <laughs> Got a nice ring to it. <laughs> I need to do a bit more self-work first, but we'll get there. <laughs> thanks, Becky. All right. Thanks, lovely. Chat to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. 
If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources. 